Hey, hey, insiders, and welcome back to the Insider Series. As we ease into 2022, I'd like to take a moment to thank our followers and our listeners for joining in. You guys make coming to the mic just a little bit easier. That being said, I have some interesting tech to talk about today. Cisco SD-WAN and Thousand Eyes. Just some background context for you. Thousand Eyes was acquired by Cisco in August 2020, and since then, the team has been working to integrate these two technologies together to make it easier for you to use and reap the benefits from. Here to talk through what SD-WAN and Thousand Eyes can do, the advantages, use cases, and if you make it to the end, how you can get started are my colleagues Robert Tang and Mike Hicks. Robert, can you kick us off and tell us a little bit about yourself? And don't forget to give our insiders a fun fact. Thanks, Jasmine. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Robert Tang. I'm part of a Cisco Enterprise Networking Organization looking after product marketing for our SD1 solution. Well, I'm originally from the San Francisco Bay Area, but I'm currently based out of Singapore. I think a fun fact about myself, and I actually am an avid triathlete. So on the weekends, you often see me biking, running, and swimming like a road warrior. Mike? Very good. like that. Now you've put me in the shade for it. Uh, Mike Hicks, I'm the Principal Solutions Analyst for Thousand Eyes. I'm actually based out of Australia. Um, when I was trying to think of the, the fun fact coming from there, I'm afraid I only went to work ones from my perspective. So my fun fact is the, the, the most remote user I've had to help was an astronaut up on the space shuttle uh, who was having problems with one of his email uh, connections from there. So that was uh, that, that's, that's my fun fact there. Thanks, Robert and Mike, for being here. Um, I loved all of your fun facts. And if I ever get to Singapore or Australia, because those are two places I really want to travel to, I'll definitely look to you guys for some recommendations. Um, so let's get into it. I want to take a step back here and kind of look at the WAN universe. And I'd like to talk about what a traditional WAN is versus what SD-WAN is. So a traditional wide area network has been the go-to to connect multiple office locations through routers and VPNs. On the other hand, SD-WAN is now more of a popular option because it combines traditional WAN technologies with more cost-effective broadband connections. And it takes the physical part out of WAN and it can provide IT and organizations with an end-to-end -end view of the entire wide area network and the ability to prioritize traffic over different connections. So I did some research and I kind of want to relate it to an analogy. So think of traditional WAN like a railroad. It requires a great upfront investment to build the tracks and lay it down. But once it's out and developed, it's fast and reliable. However, if there is a need to add more stops to the railroad, it takes time and money. Traditional WANs require expensive hardware and their routes cannot be changed easily. On the other hand, you can think of SD-WAN to be kind of like a bus line. With a bus, it's easier to get to a destination with many route options available and can increase the number of users it serves and uses the existing roads to get around. SD-WAN is built on existing paths, or as known as the public internet, and can be easily modified depending on user demand. So the big question here is, what is SD-WAN and Thousand Eyes and what challenges is it helping to solve? That is a great question, Jasmine. Um, let me take one step back and give you some background. There are two driving forces behind our integration between Cisco SD-WAN and Thousand Eyes. First, SD-WAN has evolved beyond simply connecting user at the campus to the data center. 
In this new hybrid work environment, network connectivity has evolved as the new um, lifeblood for any enterprise today. So the ability to connect users securely across uh, multi-cloud, branch, data center, and hybrid workforce for that matters, while maintaining application reliability and experience become a critical success factor to any organization. Yeah, I just want to interject there, Robert. I mean, the, the one of the important things we, you're saying there is, is that we're now starting to use the internet as our, as our new backbone. This is becoming SD-WAN as a driver behind that. Because as Jasmine said, we have these, uh, these public highways we need to make use of. Um, but this has also become, this isn't just a technology for technology's sake. This is driven by the people, by the demand. Our applications now are more dynamic. The way they're located, what we face with the, uh, the, the, the pandemic situation has seen us have to move to this, um, this, this dynamic state where we've gone to a hybrid workforce. And one of the big driving forces that, that SD-WAN is able to deliver because of this is this digital equity so that we can give you the same experience wherever you are. And, and I think that's one of the other important driving forces behind the SD-WAN. That's a great point, Mike. And kind of going back to the another driving forces is that also, um, as industry in general, we have heard a lot about automation and artificial intelligence, AI, for the last couple of years. And however, before achieving AI and automation for that matter, we need visibility, right? We need to understand what's going on in our network environment. So kind of following Jasmine Lee, I also kind of take an analogy. So let's take autopilot or self-driving feature in many of the modern cars, they example. So as a driver, you need to understand at the basic level, the current condition of your vehicle. And this could be driving range, tire pressure, window fluid, um, particularly for those who drive in the snowing condition, right? But for optimal and efficient driving experience, you also need to know the weather, traffic patterns, road conditions, and all the way down to the minute details, such as location of a stop sign and traffic lights. So the combination of a Cisco SD-1 and Samsung I give you this granular visibility beyond the traditional WAN into the internet cloud and SaaS. IT team now has the ability to pinpoint the root cause of issues and mitigate it quickly to ensure optimal user experience. Yeah, and, and absolutely, Robert. We're talking here very much about that digital equity providing the break fix type scenario. But if you have that visibility, you can also start to move forward. You can start to plan and optimize to see where we're going to, where, where we're going to go. You know, we talk about the, the, the car, the self-driving car, looking at what's happening on the road conditions down to that minute the detail. All that visibility is no good if you can't see that upfront there is some roadworks going on. Uh, or as you say, changing weather conditions. I'm not sure how much snow you get up in Singapore, but but the changing weather conditions that we we'd actually need to make, we need to put snow to, uh, chains on our tires to actually be able to drive down that part of the road. Or as you say, make a decision that we know there's maintenance coming up. We're going to reroute around that particular path from there. So I think it's a great analogy, and it, it's it's the, the 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 visibility has allows you to move forward as well as on that performance journey, not just the brake fix, but let's take you forward so you can start to optimize your performance and then uh, have greater gains within the environment. Um, that's really cool to hear, guys. And I think what I took away from your answers is that with more visibility, IT teams can do their jobs a little bit more easily and a little bit more effectively. So it's awesome to understand what this integration can do. Mike, I'll come to, to you here first. Um, can you tell our insiders about the advantages of SD-WAN and Thousand Eyes and maybe walk us through some use cases? 
Yeah, Jess, that's a great point. And because you know, we've talked about the the advantages of SD WAN, we've talked about what Thousands can do in, in terms of providing that visibility. What do we do by combining those two together? What what can we actually do, or what are we achieving from there? So one of the first things we, we, we're talking about there is is and the ability within the Cisco relationship with Thousand Eyes for us to integrate within to the SD-WAN technology itself is to give us these vantage points. So you can actually look from various points within the network. A lot of these network conditions you've got or these network environments you have, you don't own. So you have no control. So you can't go to traditional method, methods to actually be able to see those visibilities. So you need to have these vantage points around there. The more vantage points that you can actually get within an environment and the closer you can get to those elements, you're going to have the greater insights to, to, be, to be able to see. So this is essentially what we can do with the integration. So by having the thousandized vantage points sit within the um, SD-WAN infrastructure, it gives you that view specifically looking from where your uh, SD-WAN devices are, are located, then out into those environments. And that's to say you're not just restricted to that, because once you get into those, you can then take in the collective intelligence from, from uh, elsewhere within the Thousand Eyes platform to be able to understand what's happening for these outlying conditions. Because if we go back to your railroad um, analogy there, where we put the, the, the paths in from there, we're actually looking at specifically those areas there. Essentially, nothing is going to impact that from the outside, you know, because we have a controlled path coming from there. Now we're dealing with the internet. There could be uh, some external condition that is outside of your line of vision traditionally that has a direct impact on your path in there so you can't see that so you have to have this outside as well as this inside in view to be able to understand what's happening from the transport and underlay uh, uh, perspective as well as in the overlay what's happening from the application itself and by combining these two technologies together by looking at the thousand eyes within the SDWAN, we can do that if you want to take that into some use cases, you know, let's, let's take some very sort of high level use, use cases we're looking at. We talk about providing network visibility. So what does that actually mean? So we're actually looking at providing the visibility, as I said, of those network uh, paths that we have between those areas there. If you consider a traditional, we, we say we can see an end and end or a point to point perspective. So you can actually see the traffic goes in and it comes out the other end of our network. We have these two vantage points. But if you can, if you want to see, it's no good then just saying there's a network problem or there's a roadblock up ahead. You know, a road analogy there. We want to understand where it is, who's the who's responsible for that, so that we can either escalate that route around it, uh, mitigate for that type of area there, and that's one of the use cases. Provide the network visibility into those paths that are coming uh, up from there. Then, if we consider what our network actually exists for, right? As, as much as network engineers, we, we need the network there because we need the network. But the network is a contextual glue that's connecting everything together and we need it to drive the applications across from there. So without an application experience, you need to be able to, um, without a network, sorry, you don't get the network application experience. But you need to understand the application experience in the context of the network. How are the two intertwined together? What impact does the network have on an application, be that the path, be that the congestion, be that other issues that are occurring from there, in relation to the characteristics of that application itself? So how is the application sitting on the network? You know, do we have a time-sensitive application such as, a, uh, such as this, this, this uh, podcast we're recording there? You know, it's in, uh, in a, in a, in a real-time sense. We need to be able to see what's happening from the application and how the networks react to it. So something that might not be time sensitive, so sort of less latency intensive from there. And that's understanding that relationship from there is, is again, another use case where you can understand the application experience that we're getting from there. 
And as we move into this environment, you know, sort of a lot of the drivers we move from an SD WAN, it's this progression into actually this distributed environment where we have the uh, the security is also then started tied into these areas. There, we want to make sure that our users are secure as well as we go down this journey as well. So, another use case in there is to assure that um, uh, the security is in place, is working, is not impeding the performance, so it's not impeding the application experience. So, to make it clear that Thousand is not a security tool. Uh, but what we can actually do is to say use that to understand what the performance of the security environment is. Are we running across a VPN? Is the user connecting to the correct gateway? How are we actually connecting from? Uh, um, uh, you know, what 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 uh, what path are we taking through from those? Are the applications actually being? Uh, is the gateway up? Is it available? All those types of considerations need to be taken in place. And sort of jumping right back, then if we if we consider how um, uh, I've talked about that integration from there. One of the other things you want to do is you don't want to have monitoring for monitoring's sake. You want to be able to, um, uh, say, deploy this into a, um, an area, but also not to have to wait. We want to be able to see this when it's occurring from there. And obviously, the more vantage points I said you got there, the, the, the greater scope you have for visibility coming back in, including the external ones. But you also want to have almost a, um, a low-touch way of deploying this, uh, the vantage points within your infrastructure itself. So again, part of the integration we've got from there is with VMAN is the ability to actually then just sort of um, orchestrate the deployment of the agents, the vantage points, thousand nice vantage points within the Cisco SD-WAN environment, which ties all those things together. So you have this visibility from these distributed vantage points from the SD-WAN that you can orchestrate through your central control from vManage and then have the collective intelligence of the um, uh, thousand nice on top to provide this overall picture of what's going on. Um, Robert, did you want to add anything to what Mike said? I know he had a tremendous answer with so many valuable insights, but wondering if you had any other perspective on the advantages. Yeah, I think it's one of the key area that brought up is also kind of um, um, Mike stated earlier, while Southern uh, um, is not a security solution, but it certainly facilitates the security deployment, right? Or the reliability security deployment. And this is really important trend in a way that we migrate towards a SASE architecture, right? This is kind of us helping our customer to accelerate towards SASE architecture when or where they're ready. And I think to going back to the vManage standpoint is certainly a Southern is natively integrated with Cisco vManage, which is address the traditional challenges associated with the device configuration, network management, and monitoring. So a user can simply use a template um, to automate and expedite the Southern I probe on selected Cisco routers. I like that sassy point, uh, Robert, from there. And this is you know, a natural progression. I talked about the fact that when this is in technology for technology's sake, if you consider the evolution, we've moved from a traditional WAN, as Jasmine was saying, we're moving, migrating into the SD-WAN. And realistically, that is to facilitate a move to a SASE, to move that security to the edge, because this is where our applications are now. This is where our users are. To maintain that performance, you need that essentially that compute distributed around the edge environment there. And all of this is a driver. It's not technology driving the business. This is business driving the technology. So it's a real necessary deployment that needs to happen. Very cool stuff, guys. Um, I love that, you know, we're bringing Sassy into the conversation just a little bit because I know just where I sit in Cisco and kind of observing and understanding the technology industry or the networking industry, it, it's become such a um, buzzword. So I'm glad that, you know, this has some kind of play into it. 
Kind of sticking with the car analogies, also who doesn't love cars? Autopilot and adaptive cruise control can provide that visibility into the roads and conditions, kind of like what Robert was saying earlier. And Thousand Eyes can provide that extended visibility into the network and help IT teams understand what they should be aware of. So can you walk us through a hypothetical example where an IT network manager must hop into the network to resolve an issue? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we talk about the automatic systems across from there. I did an incident yesterday where I was trying to back up my horse float and the automatic braking was on for my rear sensors and it kept stopping me going on. So that's a case of um, uh, incorrect information being fed into a system from there. And, and, and this is sort of something we're trying to do to provide real insights that come back in. So you're making decisions that are based on um, uh, real conditions out from there. So not simulated, actually emulated that comes across from there. Because this is important to sort of rule out those false positives, which which does go into this aspect you talked about from, the, from there. What in a day in the life of a network engineer who, who's driving in, who doesn't love cars, who's looking into his network to understand what's happening from the uh, 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 from a perspective. So we get this situation where it, it comes in, there's a performance problem reported. The first thing you want to understand is where is that area of concern? Where is my degradation happening from there? Because that's going to reduce my time uh, to resolution to understand what's going on. But more importantly, if I start to get calls from the help desk, I want to be able to inform them. Yep, we, under we know where it is. We can actually start to, um, uh, we're working on it. We've got the party A or party B is actually looking into it. We understand where it is we're going. There's nothing more frustrating from a user perspective as of, of dialing into a help desk and saying, I've got a problem there, and they either don't know about it or they say, yep, we're no idea, we're working on it, we're looking at it, we're looking at it. Because what you want is information. If you understand there's a light at the end of the tunnel, again, to use your railroad analogy, then it actually helps us to, to go from there. So the first thing is we want to understand where that problem is. So again, from a thousand hours perspective, we can understand that end-to-end -end service delivery chain. You can actually look at that by a hot-by-hot -hot basis to understand where the performance degradation is taking place. You know, and it might just be a complete outage, which we can obviously see, but who is responsible for it more importantly? Is it within our environment? Is it within our band of control? We can escalate to that particular area there. Or is it a third party that's involved in this? Now, is it an ISP that's connecting um, that we don't have a contract with, but is, is part of the internet across from there? We want, do want to escalate to an area there. But without that visibility into the, the, the granular visibility into those individual hops, you don't have that, that ability there. So having identified where that performance problem is by looking at the hop by hops, the next thing you can actually then do is to take steps to mitigate around that. This might be for immediate one. Okay, so let's go with fact we've got this one particular ISP and one of our downstream providers is causing a problem. We can then uh, take steps to route around that. So it might then cause a performance uh, degradation. We might be taking a non-optimal path or suboptimal path because we're um, we're now taking, you know, we're going we're going via Australia to get to Singapore um, from from um, from the US, which which might add some sort of milliseconds or seconds to our latency there. But we maintain connectivity, so we're able to route around it because there's a visibility to be able to see what what's going into there. But more importantly, what you can do is take that information, or they can take that information and then go for the future. Where we have some of these outages that are occurring in the environment is what can, what lessons have we learned from it? So we're not faced with that situation again. So we can understand when we have this error condition that comes in because this particular ISP or we get a high loss rate coming down from this particular 
part of the path, what we want to be able to do is to instigate a route change. So this then starts to feed into the policy management system you've got from an STUN environment. When this situation occurs, this is the automated action we want to take place so we can actually start to reroute or, or, or move around for those uh, mitigation. To come right back then, I guess, to, um, uh, to, to, to what then the sort of Thousand Eyes can provide on top of the SD-WAN uh, environment there is that, you know, we, we talked about the idea of understanding what's happening within the car itself or within the, 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 the train itself. Let's understand the right conditions. Let's understand where it is. So let's see what that visibility is from that end-to-end -end path. So this is this is uh, what occurs. That's a great point, Mike. Um, I think uh, one point that we need to kind of stress here is operational efficiency. Traditionally, the aim of SD1 is to achieve operational efficiency by leveraging both MPLS and the broadband. And by having a thousand line perspective into that particular the insight into the internet, um, to the cloud and SaaS can really kind of expedite, can drastically reduce the traditional uh, troubleshooting time and other costs associated with, and also eliminate unnecessary pink finger pointing. Absolutely, absolutely, I love that, Robert. And and let's take that then right back as well. So we've talked about this when it's an operational sense, but from a hypothetical perspective, let's take that whole journey right through. When we're even going, we're migrating away from our traditional network to a, this new hybrid network, which is MPLS with the, the broadband connections across from there. How do we know that it's going to be right? You know, do we just do a forklift upgrade and hope for the best? We're going to do a switch light uh, type scenario. So again, with Thousand Eyes, we can come right back and sort of baseline environment. What does our system look like today? What does the environment look like today? So we can understand the best way to actually sort of plan this, to do this rollout as we come across from there even to the point where you're doing sort of evaluations of the environment you've got, you know, you can actually understand what's happening. Are the policies work? How easy is to configure? How easy is to get visibility across in there? And you can build up a baseline of your environment. So that the application performance that they're getting is, is what they expect when it starts to roll out, out from there, but also so that they're actually seeing that they're, they're, they're getting everything they can out of that SD-WAN deployment when they move to that and also provides them with a set of operational metrics that they can then use to say, is it, is it, are we performing as we should be? Are we actually seeing what's happening uh, on a day-to-day so day -day basis? Are we getting everything we expect to see? And as I said earlier, so we can now start to move out that operational uh, performance journey. So we can start to improve performance. We can start to tweak our policies based on the real feedback we're getting around from there. Um, we can even start to look at our ISPs so we've started from a broadband connection we got from there. You know, we don't necessarily need to buy into long-term contracts. How is a particular ISP performing in a region? You know, if we're talking about a geographically dispersed organization, they might have different ISPs for their uh, broadband connections for their SD-WANs at every various locations, different ones because they're better at that, that location there. So rather than going with a global supplier, they can get the best of breed for that environment, be that from a reliance perspective, be that from connectivity, and they can have the visibility to understand from there. So you're starting to build up this overall journey as you're going. So from go to woe, you can actually see that, and it helps you in that digital transformation journey as you move away from a traditional network because your technology is, so your business is driving you towards that, again, into the sassy type of world. We can have this constant eye on what's happening across from there, uh, all through real feedback mechanisms, then ultimately feeds into this whole uh, uh, policy situation we've got there. So hearing about how this new integration 
can solve big challenges is really tremendous for customers and even more tremendous now that we realize that we're so distributed in terms of the workforce. So I would imagine that every IT team would want to get in on this. So Robert, um, how do they get started? Do they need to purchase any infra- infrastructure? Yeah, Southern is natively integrated, right, as a turnkey solution with the Cisco Catalyst 8200 and 8300H platform, uh, as well as select a model with the integrated service router, the ISR 4000 and 1000 series. To leverage this integration, you will simply need to upgrade your iOS XE to 17.6 version or later, and you can automate the probe deployment within the Cisco vManage. And I believe Mike will also provide a free trial for Thousand Eye for you guys to try it out later on. Yeah, absolutely. Not sure Mike will provide it, but Thousand Eye is a free trial offer. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Robert and Mike, for all these insights into this integration. It's really incredible to see more and more innovative technology helping out our IT teams. You know, IT teams are asked to do so much, and I hope this solution can help them do it even better. Insiders, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this conversation was as valuable to you as it was for me. If you'd like to learn more about this topic, make sure to check out the show notes for more resources and hit that subscribe button and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until we catch you next time inside the network, bye-bye.